gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Well, you know, I kind of had to take that from one of my favorites that, you know, on the mic to introduce, but y'all know how I do on this show. But if you're watching it on the YouTube, you might have noticed that I got a real, real unusual flashy appearance today. Well, that's because my guest on today invented what you would call being flashy, being styled. And I, all I can say is, well, the swag came from the gentleman in front of me right now. So, y'all already know, welcome to another episode of Life's a Botch. It is your neighborhood, Prince of Botch. That's right, your host, Dwayne Dickey in the building. And, uh, well, I got yet another dope guest in the building. And, it, I mean, honestly, this guest, much like a lot of my guests, really, don't really need an introduction, but y'all know me. I got to do a real form introduction, so I'm going to get real smooth with this one, baby. You know what I'm saying? I got to get real smooth and swaggy with this. So I'm here to introduce a man that everybody knows, a man of many names, a man of many gimmicks. Some of you might know him as the all-pro, the MMA fighter, the ultimate fighting machine, comma, Mustafa Orr. You might even know him. And remember him as your scary, creepy, favorite neighborhood witch doctor himself, Papa Shango. Or maybe you're like me, and you know him for his best, best character of all time, in my opinion. The character among characters that's still to this day, shining and shining all over the place. And just lets people know, hey, pimping. Ain't easy, baby. But y'all already know this man is a former WWF Tag Team Champion, a former WWF Intercontinental Champion, and he is a WWE Hall of Famer, class of 2016. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today in the building, none other than Mr. Charles Wright. What's going on, good sir? Dwayne Dickey. First of all, how did you get Dwayne Dickey? Where'd you get Dickey from? Where'd I gotta I know that. And the botch, <laughs> the botch Dickey, man. What's going on, on, man? Come on, look, look, look. Let me tell you, good sir. I'm glad you asked. You see, <laughs> I can't, I can't take full credit for this here first and last name. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I gotta give it because I am a junior, so I gotta give credit to the pops okay. on this one. You know, I happen to be Dwayne Dickey Jr. the second. And uh, well, what can I say? You know, a name like last name like Dicky, it just kind of rung with me. You know what I mean? And I guess double D, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, and over the years, man, I just adapted to it. You know, the style just kind of messed with go. the name. You know what I mean? So that's go. how we do it. You know. Now, as far as your second question, though, life's a botch. Well, that's pretty simple, my friend. You know, as you mentioned, pipping ain't easy, but you know. It really ain't easy doing what you was doing over the years while you pimping and you, you know, laying the smackdown all up in the ring, beating up on folks left and right, <laughs> night after night. So as you know, as a man who is a veteran in this ring, sometimes you may not necessarily have the best match in the world. Sometimes you get botched up a little bit, you know, maybe some miscoordinations here and there. But what do you oh. do? You take it, you laugh with it, you make fun of it, and you have and you it, keep going. Right? Come on keep now. Going. You Come work on. through it, brother. You work through it. <laughs> I've been up a lot of stuff in my life, but I work through it. You work through it. And that's what we all about on this show. Welcome again to the Life's a Botch podcast, where 
basically we have fun with stuff like what you just said, like we just talked about. We have fun with botches. Sometimes I may botch my interview questions, but it's okay. And nonetheless, we flying with it, baby. So allow me to do it like this and say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this man also is a very, very big ambassador of a nice little herb that a lot of people like to call cannabis out there. You know what I'm saying? So what I want to say is that this man always had a very, very dope introduction. And, and I, I remember these so clearly because even in a young age of growing up in the Attitude Era, I like to call that golden age for me. I may not was supposed to watch that as a kid, but I watched it. And look what kind of character I am today. I owe that to the Attitude Era. So allow me to say this because I've always wanted to say this on this show. <laughs> it's time once again for everybody to come aboard the train. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. right. Hey, I could never do it better than you, my brother. I could never do it better than you. By all means, this is just just showing that you influence. You know, you each one teach one. And you know, growing up over the years, I just had to take that and just apply it to everyday life. You know what I'm saying? Just go well, through and live life, man. It looked like, by what I can see, it looks like you're applying it well. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and. Go ahead and make you the apprentice pimp for style. Oh, okay. <laughs> start there, man. So okay. You, you put you at the apprentice level, but hey. I'm checking you out, man. I'm not, hey, pimping. Hey, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to get like you, man. You know, I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call you Uncle Wright. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get like Uncle Wright. You know what I'm saying? Like they always, you know, you always got that neighborhood uncle. You know what I'm saying? They kind of give you a little style and give you them tips. Like, hey, young yeah. buck, you got to do it like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see your approach, but you got to twist it a little bit. That's all I did, man. The Godfather just gave me that kind of inspiration over the years. Man, you know my, like, I got a bunch of nephews the same way. They got a lot of <laughs> swag because of me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But you know, man, I'm still doing the same old thing, man. I'm still, you know, I, yeah. I'm mostly smoking. <laughs> but, uh, I'm mostly what? retired now. Just, you know, I, bullshit aside, kid aside, uh -huh. man, cannabis basically saved my life. I know that, wow. you know, getting high is a good part of it. But mm -hmm. at 27 years old, I tried cannabis for the first time in my life. Yeah. And it got me off of a lot of pills. Man, I was taking a lot of, I'm not going to mention names, but wow. I was taking all type of pills, drinking a bottle of Jack. Come on, and man. I tried cannabis at 27, man, and it changed my life. And, and wow. if you look at a lot of the guys that are my age, you know, I'm 59 years old. Yeah. If you look at a lot of guys my age, man, they're looking rough and ragged because they're still doing that same bullshit, taking the pills, drinking, you know, hanging out. Man. And I just smoke my herb and uh, <laughs> you mellow out with it, right? Hey, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. And you know what? It's so crazy that you say that because you can definitely tell. I mean, you you definitely look so great for your age. You know what I'm saying? And I've I've met wrestlers like over the years, even before I was podcasting. I remember sometimes I would just what you know when I traveled somewhere if I was at the airport. I would see like wrestlers and be like, yo, is that who I think it is? And, and you know, when you see you guys on TV, a lot of times you see them in person, you may not really know us at first sight. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, hold up, was that who I thought that was? You know, I remember uh, I came across the Iron Sheik one time, actually. It was oh, like a layover. 
And and I couldn't even believe that was him at first until I saw the flight attendant just they were catering to him like, sir, we were big fan and everything. And I was just like, yo, that's the iron shit. You got brownie. He probably said, you got brownie. Drink that all. You got brownie. <laughs> he was man. He was he was a. I didn't know he was as lit as he in real life as he as he was. Like it's amazing yeah, how you. Yeah, he's lit all right. <laughs> you know, it it was a something. But I mean to. To narrate this back to you, good sir, is the fact that, as you mentioned, 59, I would never even guess that, my friend. Like, you well, definitely you. do not look your age. Yeah, you don't act like your you, age. And you are a lot of genetics, but I'm telling you, it's cannabis. And everybody used to laugh at me. And I used to, so many of these dudes that have died, I'm not trying to get serious here, mm -hmm. but so many of these guys that have died in the last 10 years, I could tell you what they died from. And I used to try to get them all to smoke, man. I tried to get them to smoke. And like, yeah. When I was there, there wasn't a lot of smokers there. It was drinkers, pill takers, but mm -hmm. no no smokers, very few smokers. Wow. That so I made crazy. up for everybody. <laughs> That's crazy, though, man. I mean, just, you know, and, and I, would, I would like to know, actually, like, given, you know, the, the cats of today that's, you know, in today's business, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I've heard different superstars on different podcasts talk about all the time, like people who came up in your era who talk about, oh man, these kids today, they're, they're 10 times better than we were in our era because we had parties, we had this, we had all of that. And, and these guys are like phenomenal athletes, like legit athletes right now, man. They're out here just doing all kinds of things. What are, what are your thoughts on some of the people what, in the business? Today's wrestlers? Yeah, you know, as far yeah, as like I how they- more acrobats than anything, but. <laughs> you know, a lot of leg slaps and Flips and fights, you know. When I came in as Papa Shamba, everybody hated on me. I was going to kill the business. I was the gimmick. When the war, Road Warriors came in, they were going to kill it. I ain't hating on nobody, man. Uh, uh, as of athletes, I don't know if they were better now or then. I know they were stronger back then. I know guys probably are. I mean, when I was there, we had five or six cats that could bitch over 500 pounds. I bet wow. you they don't have too many guys there that can bitch over 500 pounds now. And we had a, I mean, we had a handful of guys that could pop 500, you know. It's just <laughs> different time. Uh, yeah. Wrestlers seem to be smaller. They yeah. do a lot more acrobatic moves. Uh, but you know what, man? It's going to be hard to outdo that attitude there, man. Because, <laughs> you know. Let me tell you, you you definitely ain't lying about that, good sir. Because as a fan who is a fan of today's time, but also grew up in what you just mentioned, the attitude era. You know, like I I'll never forget ever any of those days. Those the attitude era is a lot like the '90s. I mean, today, even in today's millennium, we still kind of throw back to the '90s and how fun of an era the '90s was. And and it's the same case with the attitude era. I mean, everything that was so cool about the '90s is what was so cool about the attitude era. It just all right. was a perfect mesh. You know what I mean? So oh. uh, it's it's crazy. You know? You probably couldn't get away with any of that stuff from the nation of domination. Could you imagine the nation of domination today? You know, it'd be funny. Is they probably wouldn't be heels. They'd probably be baby faces. <laughs> That's and what I was thinking. Been heels, and I'm telling you, man. Back then, people hated us. I mean, yeah, nothing. But Man. we had heat when they heard we are the nation. <laughs> people, you are right. People, some people liked us, but people hate us. We had all types of heat. And like I said, nowadays, I bet you'd be a babyface if there was a nation. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you you know, it's amazing when I like to think about those type of twists because I went back and watched a lot of the stuff with the nation because at that time, I don't think when you guys were formed, I don't think I was watching wrestling just yet at that time. I might have caught the nation at the latter half because I want to say I think the exact year I started watching was probably maybe 96, 97, probably, I think. But uh, I do remember like kind of as I got older, kind of looking back at it. And of course now even more, thanks to the WWE Network, I'm able to really go back and just watch everything. And like right. watching you and Farouk and Mark Henry and D'Lo and, and, and The Rock and everybody just getting the type of ovations you were getting in a, in a, in a negative heat way. And like you said, well, it, was crazy, man. it was crazy, you know, and every veteran uh, admits, you know, any reaction is great reaction. So back then, you guys were eating it all up, no matter what it was. <laughs> so it's it was it was crazy. It was heat, but I never got anything like the Godfather used to get. Godfather did pops. Godfather did pops like nobody. I, I see <laughs> sometimes in the arenas, you always perform in basketball arenas, hockey arenas. Yeah. They usually have applause meters up somewhere, right? Yeah. And so we, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock, everybody would always kind of see. We would get the loudest pop, and I said, "I said, you know what I would do is I'd be right there with them all the time." Yeah. So I said, "I know what to do." I said, "What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go out first without the girls. I'm gonna get that pop, mm -hmm. then I'm gonna go out without the girls." And people kind of turn on you a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, hold up, hold up. And then I would wind up and give the girls their own entrance, and yeah. that second pop would be so loud. That just about every night I would get the loudest pop. <laughs> you know, and, and you are so right about that. Like, even before we just got this interview done, I was going back, looking back at some more of your stuff. And, and I love how that was always something you did, like, week after week, night after night. Because, like, I saw even one I saw that was in Atlanta, right? And this yeah. is where I'm based out of. You know, I'm from Memphis, but I live in Atlanta. Okay. And so I saw where... And it was like throwback too, because you know the dome is no longer around because we have Mercedes Benz now. So I thought about when they had a RAW in the Georgia Dome, and I thought about how packed because I remember how big the dome was. So to think about how packed the fans that dome was, and when you came out, literally how that dome just exploded. And, did and, and like you said, holes with me? yeah, you did like. <laughs> <laughs> did I keep? Did I keep coming out with more holes and more holes? You more holes? Did. That was a hell of a hole train. <laughs> and, and you know what I always enjoyed as a kid too, because it's funny. Because again, you know, I, it's like I respect today's era, and I also kind of feel bad for the kids of today. But in a way, I'm kind of loving that it is more family centered. I guess in a way for kids, but like. And the age with me where you really probably didn't really know much about what, what a hole was or what all of that really was. You're just enjoying it because it was fun to watch. You know what I mean? Like, this was cool. Like, I'm like, I have no idea that this man is a gimmick of a pimp with, like, holes that he's, like, escorting around. Talking about rolling fatty. <laughs> exactly. Like that blood up. Dude, uh, I'm sure you've heard of Be Real with Cypress Hill. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm a good friend of mine. And uh, one time he asked me, he's like, look, man, how are you getting away with this, man? And I said, B, I don't think they know what I'm saying. <laughs> I used to say, I really don't think they know. I know people are the most stupid, 
I don't think they know what I'm saying because I don't believe I'm getting, I would say some shit on TV, man. <laughs> and I would just, I would press it. Val Venus used to press it too with yeah. what he said. Yeah. And I would press it and offering these hoes for selling hoes, <laughs> calling yourself a pimp, selling hoes, and Come pushing on. weed. Come Boy, on. I, tell you, they need to, I bet you there'll never be another Godfather. No, never. And you have said that totally correct. Now, I'm glad you actually mentioned that because what I have noticed kind of over the years, though, in a way, like, I feel like WWE's kind of tried to take the, I guess, the formula of Godfather and, like, reiterate it over the years. So, like, for example, you had, like, uh, Adam, uh, Adam Rose when he had the Adam Rose Express. And it was like, he was Didn't like, Brody Brody Express. come out with some hoes at one time? Yeah, you know, Brodus Clough, yeah, Brodus, I, I felt like he was a modern-day version of, of what you were, like, in a PG era sense, kind of, <laughs> I felt like, yeah, because, uh, you know, uh, Naomi and Cameron, yeah, they were, like, his dancers that would come out, yeah, you know, all of that was kind of you know just... Why, you know why that won't work? Because Rod, Rod Simmons would tell you, man, you, you know why that worked, because you know what to do with them hoes, man. <laughs> You call them what they are. You call them hoes hoes. You ain't making them dances. You, you call them hoes. That's why that can't work. He used to say, Godfather know what to do with it. Now, see, y'all yeah. don't know. Y'all don't know. Godfather, Godfather ain't fooling me. Godfather know. Godfather yeah. knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even today, there was one more I thought about, which was, uh, you know, No Way Jose, even. He was the most recent incarnation with, like, how... It was like a conga line, like a party style, you know, and like everybody would come out. So every time I would see like someone with a gimmick like that, it would always just bring me back to the Godfather. Cause it was like, well, that's, you know, I mean, cause you would have talents, you know, who were probably earning dues and you would find out, oh, they were a part of that, you know, cause there were people like, uh, like Lita and Victoria who were, you know, yeah. evolved, you know, but they started out being like one of your hoes and people wouldn't that's have known right. it. You know, so I see where the formula is still kind of like around almost, today in a way. Almost all those girls back there, see the, the divas and the girls, they weren't as involved as they are now. They were yeah. just, you know, there's just a few of them, so they didn't have anybody to wrestle. So that was the only way Lita, you know, Lita was actually doing my wife a favor a couple of times and went on TV because the hoes were so ugly. She's like, you know, help us out. I, there was a lot of the girls that helped out. People just didn't know it, you know. They yeah. helped out in clothes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you did. I mean, it it took a while sometimes for me to notice. Like, uh, there was even a girl I remember who was like the Big Show's like real life wife or something. Yeah, she I was like, in. yeah, big tall. She was like six two. Yeah, yeah she did it a couple times. Yeah, and I couldn't even believe it. Like when I, it wasn't one time until I saw her. I think when I was a kid, I saw like a uh, Chef Boy RD commercial or something where Big Show was like in a convertible and he was like super big. And I saw her, I'm like, hey, wasn't she one of the Godfathers? So, like, hey, uh, I know her. Like, well, uh, they had the two blonde twins, the Budweiser girls. They were Godfather hosts. There was a lot of video girls, a lot of the hosts did things because we were getting them from strip clubs at first, but mm -hmm. then they racked it up so much. <laughs> and we start getting them for modeling agencies, and the models wow. were just as bad as other hoes. They were all. Oh hoes. man! And then wow. they they put it with me early, and I get those girls right, man. I'd be like, if you smoke, if you drink, whatever you do, do it. Yeah. We're gonna have fun out there. I tell them. And 
Uh, I, I, I get as high as drunk as I could, so they relax and have fun. Then they do anything you tell them to. But I, I did. Well, I pushed the limit with them hoes, man. Yeah, I see, man. You did, but you always made memorable moments. I still think about like WrestleMania 2000. You know what I mean? Like when when they remixed your song and it had Ice T, you know, and, and he yeah. comes out and he's rapping, you guys, and, and like you and D'Lo, y'all just party, right? Yeah, yeah, like man, epic times, man, like. It's it's just it's just so much. I mean, so much we could talk with you about. Um, you know, what I would like to ask you real quick is before we kind of continue with the Godfather. Again, you have always like I like how you've made fun in a good way of like all of the gimmicks because a lot of times when people talk about gimmick changes, uh, you were one of the originals that people would talk about. Like, man, this man always had a different gimmick every time you turned around over the years, right? And You've always, you know, and I saw your photo shoot that they did on the WWE Network, and you were going through looking at just evolutions of your career. I got to see that. I got to see that. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch. I was really enjoying it. And you were just telling stories like how when you were with Right to Censor, and you were like, I hated the yeah. father. <laughs> you were like, I hated it. I couldn't stand it. Yeah, it was, you know, but it was something that they just, you know, and even I that was a stable. It. Yeah. It was because the Godfather, Charles Wright, Godfather are the same person. If yeah. I'm a pimp or not, that's 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 that doesn't even matter. Okay, yeah. I mean because I've had the strip clubs. We just so I just sold one of my strip clubs. Mm-hmm. Been dealing with hoes all my life, so that's not important. Yeah. But that personality and that craziness and that silliness—that's yeah, yeah. my big silly ass. I would be silly if I was high or if I wasn't high. <laughs> so it was just me having fun. And it wasn't scripted. They had no idea what to write for me. So mm-hmm. I just would get time and I could say and do whatever I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, just 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 a good character, man. I, but that when I became the good father, it was a shoot. Because how the hell do you go from being yourself every day <laughs> And you're yourself 24 hours a day, and you're yourself at night, and you're yeah. smoking weed with everybody, and you're partying with yourself, and all the boys, and all the hoes, and it's always <laughs> like that. To bam, one day, good calls you in the office and says, Charles, change the plans. I'm like, change the plans? <laughs> and he goes, well, you're going to wrestle somebody tonight, and you're going to lose, and we're going to put you in the right to center. I'm like, so there's no godfather no more? And he kept talking and talking. I just kept saying so there's no godfather no more <laughs> so there's, so you're saying this he's like yeah there's no more god damn it there's no more godfather he's like, he was he's like, like we're gonna try to run and just make fun of this pt whatever group a group whatever it's called wow. and he goes after a while we'll bring you back but at that time they were changing they went from the network i mean from cable to the network yeah. They had got different sponsors. They were starting their, their, you know, PG push. They were getting rid of the puppies. They were getting yeah. rid of the suck it. Yeah. And, they, and the one that they were after the most was me, the Godfather. Because, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, he's selling hoes. He's talking about smoking weed, rolling. Oh, my God, who is this guy? <laughs> and so and then they tried to bring me back later on in life. But it was just godfather life. Yeah. And I couldn't call myself a pimp, but I couldn't call him hoes, and it just didn't work. Yeah, and I was happy. But let me tell you why it was so many gimmicks, real quick. Okay. It's because I always had the strip club, so I always made good money in the strip clubs. So wrestling for me 
was the way to get away from the craziness of Vegas and just yeah. go have some fun. Because I've always been a crazy motherfucker, so I'd be <laughs> perfect, right? Yes, sir. And so when I wasn't having fun, I would leave. And uh, I, I was going through a Papa Shango. I'm sure on that photo she had talked about, I was going through a bad divorce. And I was in a bad place. And I wasn't this nice, friendly guy you're talking to. I was more the biker bear, mean motherfucker. Yeah. And so Taker basically said, dude, you got you to go home. Man. You, you can hurt somebody. So I'd go home. And after a while, they'd call me and say, you want to come back? I'd be like, no. And they're like, okay, well, we got this UFC gimmick, and you can ride a Harley. And I'm like, okay, I'll come back, because I was a Harley guy. And then I wasn't having fun. I would have left. And they, they'd bring me back again. And I was getting ready. I got to resist. When I wasn't having fun, I had another source of income. Yeah. So I, I had the liberty to leave. And that's why it was always cool for me, because I'd come back. If I didn't like it, I'd think, Vince, I'm out of here. And he would just <laughs> laugh at me. This is so cool with me. It's not funny. Yeah, yeah, you can tell that. You you can always tell a lot of times, like it's just super right. cool with me. So. <laughs> so, so I would like to know though. I mean, when this quick question comes from the different gimmicks, even though we know you love Godfather the most, because like as you said, that's a mixture of gimmick, but it's also like who you are as a person. Out of all of your gimmicks, which one do you honestly think would last? for today's era as far like if you could reincarnate and let's say go back and turn the clock and be young charles right but you're in today's era which gimmick do you think would actually last and be well with today's well, i think i think comma would comma would have had a better chance now that makes sense i, like I think it, i think comma papa shango would be too cartoonish now uh godfather just, huh I said, do you think so, really? With uh, uh, I don't know. Wyatt and 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 like uh, it would be short lived because they would be like just like it would just be a short thing that they did because you could only do so much with it. You uh, know, they already got a feed and they already, you could already you could only do so much with it. At least comma comma get out there and work and do stuff. You know, I think it happened because yeah. nowadays you're gonna you can't just go out there and put spells on people and light their feet on fire and shit. You know, you gotta actually work yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That I was thinking that too a little bit when I when I thought about the gimmicks. I was like, we already know the Godfather was total attitude error, so we oh, already, that would have worked any time, right? Yeah, <laughs> we like we were like we can't use him today because he'd be a heel for the wrong reasons, and they'd be like, oh no, we got to get him. Oh well, yeah, I, I didn't think they probably turn on me now. Yeah, <laughs> well, fuckers. Yeah, you know, like, hey, you know, so I'd be like, damn, Pippen really ate him. <laughs> yeah, he came, he came out at the right era. You know, what I mean, he was perfect yeah. at that time. You know, and um, I, I guess you're right. I mean, with Kama, it makes sense that he would stand out because uh, he, he was a fighting machine and he was, he was yeah. dope, you know what I mean. And the way UFC was just building back then, I mean, you had Roy Gracie's and Shamrock and Chemo. That's what kind of that character came from. That Chemo. But yeah. back then it was real. I mean, it's so big now that any type of stuff like that, you know, get over. Yeah, you're right. I agree. I agree. And um, Kama, I felt like was pretty underrated as a character, though. I, I really did feel yeah, like he was I, I, once again, I wasn't happy. Yeah, I, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. <laughs> you know, he. I'm gonna tell you what tripped me out about Kama though, because when I first got introduced to him, really. 
was I got my very first. Uh, this was again because I grew up right in the Attitude Era, like at its prime, just going all the way through. So my first throwback, like era, or I guess you know, it was, I guess you could call it a new generation era. But I had a, I, I can't remember what kind of present it was, but it was like a WrestleMania 11 VHS, a VHS tape. And I watched that WrestleMania 11 so many times. And I remember where <laughs> The Undertaker was wrestling and like you came out and you like stole the urn. <laughs> like you took off with it. And, and then when I found out, you know, because at that time I didn't really know, you know, internet wasn't as big as it is now. So it was dial up back then. So I couldn't really go on the internet at free will and just look at what else happened. Cause I didn't have cable like that back then. So right. I couldn't research. So over time, like as I got older, I realized that you took that urn and you made it into a chain. And I just was like, what? Wait a minute. That's like the most gangster thing to do. You took this dead man's Wait, urn. to a gold chain. <laughs> oh man. Like, what? Who does that? You know, like, yo, this man was really doing some things. And that that that's why I felt like Kamala was kind of underrated in a way, especially when he got into the nation. And it just was like, OK, now we really finna let loose because it's a whole different version of Kamala. Like, yeah, I mean, you know? that nation was there to build the rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, you know. I had a good time. I was part of that. And it's just, you know, the Godfather, we developed the Godfather out of that. So yeah. it's all good. The nation was cool, though, man. I had a good time with the nation. It was. You could tell you I guys became, had I never met Ron. I knew who Ron was, but I never met him until the nation. And then oh. to this day, man, wow, he's one of my best friends. And we man. talk all the time. I, I just, if I'm ever <laughs> down, which is very seldom, yeah, but yeah. if I get down, if it, it's only like if I'm out of weed. If I run out of weed for more than like three hours, I get down. And then I would call Rod, and Rod would pick me right back up and tell me a story. Man, you remember that time. So. <laughs> that sounds like Ron, man. That sounds uh, he like good Ron. Dude, man. Best storyteller in the world. Yes, yes. He, 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 he seems like it, man. I mean, just... Talented, strong. People have no idea the type of football player he was in college, you know? Man, I do. I remember watching him. Call. He was a stud, man. Man, still is a stud. Yeah, he <laughs> he kind of gives me like Jim Brown vibes. You know how Jim Brown like was, <laughs> like he really does. No lie. Like I remember actually uh, when I put when I first like this again. This just shows how young I am. But like when I saw Jim Brown, I initially was just like, wait, ain't that ain't that Farouk? You know, man, or whatever. But like at that time, it was just kind of like. Oh wait, no, this is Farouk. So I was like, but he gives me those Jim Brown vibes because like Jim Brown was that guy you knew, even as he was getting older, you didn't want to mess with that guy. Don't mess with that guy. And I feel like that's Ron. Like, don't mess with that guy. Great oh, guy. I of, I, the last three, four years in the WWE at the time, I spent riding with Ron John. Me, Ron, and Teddy Long. Oh, Peter here, Teddy Long. <laughs> The oh, four of us rode together for like the last, my last three years there. Mm -hmm. Well, that was pretty, that was an experience in itself, right, with him, yeah. Ron and John. Yeah. I, I heard a lot about, I think there was a, I want to say, I don't, there, there's a, on the network, there's a, um, they had this thing called like story time. And I think, I, I got to go back and see it, but I think there was one 
where there was a story. Uh, I can't remember if it was Teddy that told it or if it was Ron that told it, but it was like a story where you guys were like on the road and it, it told something. I got to go back and find it, man. Like, it was hilarious. I got to watch some of them. I, I never, I've been in a bunch of them. I never watch them. Yeah, yeah. They're funny, man. Like, I appreciate the uh, network for two of the main things I appreciate it for is I love the fact that guys like me can go back and watch stuff from eras that they weren't born for or that they were too young to really understand it, you know? Right. Um, so you can go back and research and just kind of like, you know, re-educate yourself, you know, because you, people like yourself, you know, like when I saw Kama for the first time, when I told, go back to that WrestleMania 11 uh, VHS I had, like, I didn't know that was you, but I had a feeling it was you, right? Because it was like, hey, that guy kind of looks like Godfather. <laughs> he doesn't have braids. So I'm like, is this Godfather? Nah, can't be. But then, you know, over time, I was just like, I was right. That was him, you know? So I appreciate it for that. And then their original content, you know, shows like Storytime, Ride Along, uh, you know, all of those little original tape, uh, the, the Table for Three, uh, which sure. you have also been a part of a couple of times, I saw. So, yeah, yeah. Those are fun. I did man. one with me, yeah, with me, Mark, and Ron, or me, Ron, and, and Mark, and then me, Mark, and D'Lo. Yeah. I did a couple things on my own, and I did one with the, yeah. Yeah. But some anyway. of them, I've done some that haven't even showed yet. Wow. Okay. You always do those at WrestleMania. I go to WrestleMania every year. You might not see me, but I'm there every year. Okay. And uh, that's where you do those type of things. They, you know, they pay you to come in and do all these things. And so <laughs> I, I want to see that Photoshop because yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, you. I think you'll love it, sir. Like it was, it was really, really dope. That I enjoyed was, uh, it. Maybe four years ago. Are you serious? Yeah. Four? Wow. <laughs> like. Yeah, that goes to show. I how think much it was do. the first. I think it was. Uh, they've done WrestleMania twice in New Orleans in the last ten years. It was the first time. So whatever year that was, that was like okay. what four or five years ago. Yeah, it was. That was a while ago, man. That yeah, was, that's that's wow. when I did that. That's when that was done. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 good. I'm a, I'm a definite. I'm looking forward to some of the uh, future ones. Then, if that's the case. You know, uh, and 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 going to the nation though, I will say this: I, in my opinion, I feel like even if it's not right away, the nation of domination is definitely bound for the Hall of Fame. In my opinion, oh, I feel no, like no. you guys, yes, I, I because as you mentioned, I know you said it was it was bred to kind of like build the rock per se, but like again, the end it was. yeah, and you know, towards the end, but even just. What you guys did while you were together, even before recruiting The Rock and, and then it turning to what it turned into around that time. <laughs> like, the fact that The Rock came out of that, the fact that you came out of that, Ron Simmons, D'Lo Brown, D -Lo. like, Mark Henry, Mark Henry, you cannot, you cannot ignore that. Wait a that. minute, wait, wait, wait. Mark Henry's Hall of Fame, I'm Hall of Fame, Ron's Hall of Fame, Rock, whatever he decides, he's Hall of Fame. Yeah, exactly. Oh, all we got to get D'Lo in there. I said the same thing, and I'm like, that's another one. Like, he's, I'm, I'm waiting for that because he's very underrated in his own right, just like yourself. Let me ask so, you like, a question. yes, sir. Because the nation has been around, there's been so many different members of the nation. Mm -hmm. What do people, when they think of the nation, I mean, it goes back to 
Wolfie D, whatever his name was, they used to have little white rappers in the nation. And, uh-huh. and I don't know if you remember the beginning of the nation, but it, it was, it wasn't that Crush was in the nation, Savio Vega oh, was in the nation. Yes, I do remember and, some of uh, So, what, when you think of Nation of Domination, what members do you think? You know, it's funny because I almost forgot that there were spurts. It's kind of like DX, right? Because, like, a lot of times some people forget that the original DX was kind of like it was Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Rick Rude. Yeah. You know, and Rick Rude, when DX went in as a whole, it was like Rick Rude wasn't included in that, but it was like he was a part of that, too, in the early stages. But... I, when you just mentioned like Crush and Savio Vega and all those guys, I almost forgot. You're right. I almost forgot they were a part of that because they had two little white rappers. I can't think of their names, but see, <laughs> I do. I do remember. Uh, I never got the name of this gentleman, but I do remember there was like a Clarence uh, something, Clarence Mason. Yeah, he, yeah wasn't he? Wasn't he kind of like the mouthpiece of the nation yeah. at the start? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember so, that, so too. So what members, who do you consider the nation of domination? Who? Well, off top, Farouk, because Farouk, from start to finish, was a part of this, right? That's- so definitely Farouk. Um, you know, I believe D'Lo for sure as well, because D'Lo, uh, when, when D'Lo got in there, he's, he, he D'Lo was, was in there before any, D'Lo was in there early. Yeah, he was in there pretty early. Um, he was in there when Savio and Crush was in there. Yeah, he was. He was. So I, I definitely those two are like pillar, pillar members to me. Like because I knew they were they were with it through thick and thin, and um, and then again it's like, you know, I guess if we're going off of a mainstream feel, you know what I mean? Like because again, I'm I'm including you off top for sure because I know when I thought about the nation, I knew you were a part of that too. I couldn't deny that. I knew when I saw you in the nation, I was like, okay. Godfather is a part of that too. I'm sorry, like even though he wasn't the Godfather in that time, he's a part of the nation to me because you did, you know, say you stood out, and and Mark Henry, of course, because he was like, I mean, he was that All American athlete at that time. I remember they kind of like I saw some of his, uh, they had a documentary on him actually, uh, and I was looking at the start and how they were filling him out. I know he was still green, but I feel like at that time the nation was kind of helping him. Mm-hmm. You know, develop his character. We helped and, him a lot. Uh, yeah, you know, it helped him a whole we lot. We helped Mark a lot. Yeah, you know. So he acknowledges that. Yeah, exactly. And, and and for me, that has to make him a, a solidified member of the nation because of the fact that his career yeah. flourished from that point on. You know, the sexual chocolate gimmick. How about, right, right. How about Ahmed Johnson? Ahmed Johnson, yeah, he was another one I thought about, right? And yeah, people don't put him in with us, though. Yeah. Generally, when I do these things, it's uh-huh. me, because you're never going to get the rock if you forget that. Uh-huh. So when I do signings with the nations, it's always me, Mark, Dilo, and Ron. And that's who <laughs> people kind of consider the nation. And of yeah. course, the rock, but you know, you're not going to get yeah. him. Now, if they were to put the in the Hall of Fame, I don't know who they put it in. I know they put me, D'Lo, Mark, and Ron, anybody else. I don't know if you're going to get The Rock. Mm. The Rock might cost him $20 million to put him in the Hall of Fame. So. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if they're going to ever get The Rock. 
<laughs> I bet you more than maybe fifty million. It costs a lot. You of never money. know. Like, <laughs> they they've made jokes about it. I've heard them make jokes about the Rock a lot of times with Hall of Fame. So it's like I, they couldn't afford to put him in the Hall of Fame. How how would you feel? What if what if what if they tried it this way, right? What if it, if they put you guys in the same time they put the Rock in? And kind of like gave him a double induction in the same. Ah, honestly, brother, it's 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 it, it, you know it's it's all good, but I don't think <laughs> like that. I, I really don't. I really you know. Don't. And well, maybe it's a suggestion to the WWE. WWE, if you're listening, it's a suggestion to you to to save on some of the funds. You know, maybe. I, I, I think sooner or later they'll put the nation. I, I I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I would say sooner or later the nation's gonna come in. I always joke. I always joke around and say they're running out of black people to put in the, in the Hall of Fame, so they got to start doubling us up pretty soon. Yeah, I, I peeped that with a sooner or later. You might see Virgil. got somebody put in the Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh, man! I you know, and I thought about that over the years, man. And I was like, oh man, they gotta. We you know, shout out to my brothers that's already in there. I saw Coco in there. You know what I mean? And just oh, yeah, some, Coco. Yeah, yeah, you know, they got Coco in there. And I remember people tried to criticize it. It was like, Coco? What? I was like, hey, man, let that they man be great. They always criticize the black people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, let that you man be great, a, bro. I'm sure you can find a lot of people that are good myself that are much more to be in there. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you in there. You in there. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it, it goes so. a lot. Like, I can yeah. tell with with your career and, and your accolades, like even when I looked through and I saw your resume of like championship wins and stuff, and I was just like, this, this guy came up in an era where championship reigns really didn't even matter. Because if you were over with fans yeah. at that time, that's all, that was more than any championship, really. Boy, you are so right there. <laughs> like, they put the Intercontinental Championship belt on me and mm -hmm. it meant nothing because I had hoes. And so all the belt was was something that the hoes would come out with. You're going to fight for a belt when you got hoes. You know, so <laughs> the belt didn't mean anything. It was cool they yeah. put the belt on me, but it didn't, it, it, it didn't mean anything because yeah. I had the hoes. Yeah. So you didn't need the belt. You were over. You were over, man. I mean, you might not be working top batches, but you're over. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that that merchandise is selling. It was selling, right? And and you know that was another beauty of of that era. There's there's why that era is still one of my favorites. And and there's some people who who campaign and be like, oh, you know, WWE did a documentary on the ruthless aggression era, and it was like, oh, hey, that era slept on. I'm like, no, it was a good, a great era. I love the ruthless aggression era, the PG era. So today's generation might be the best era because you had John Cena, you know, carrying. The, I get it, you know, like I, I I get a lot of people in their eras, but Attitude Era stands out, and I can't forget, of course, you know, New Generation Era with Shawn Michaels and like you know the Hulk Hogan eras and all that. I can't forget those eras either, but Attitude Era to me is the best simply because literally you didn't need a title to be over. You know, guys like yourself, Val Venus, and, and so many people with, with gimmicks you look back at and you're like, I can't believe this was a thing. But that's what was I so cool even, about it. People talk about me. Go back and watch. This is some of the things Val said. I used to tell Val, it's because you don't have the girls. I'm like, dude, Val's worse than me. 
<laughs> man, I'm telling you, like some of the that things he put on. Though, man. It, the cool thing about it is, is I'm still under a Legends merchandise contract with them, and yeah. they still keep me relevant. And that's how you know. That's why I, you know, with the Hall of Fame, I'm like Jesus. Just your body of work and the fact that every year you're either Godfather, Papa Shango, you're somebody in the video games, you're on the network. So your character, even to this day, even though that was a long time ago, bro, it's yeah. still relevant. And, th and yeah. that's so cool to know that, you know, this book, Godfather was in the late 90s, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. Uh, that's 20 sub, 25 years ago. And to this day, we're talking about it like it was yesterday. And I remember I was a kid. And, and so that's <laughs> the real cool thing about it is to be part of it. That means more than me anything that people are still... I can go places and people are like, oh, Godfather, I remember this one time. And, oh, Godfather, I this one time. And it's cool. And it, it's very cool. Man, I'm telling you, like, how many people do you know can have a match, a tag team match, right? And literally just be like, hey, 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 you know what? We can fight later. You know what? Y'all want to party? Let's party. And literally just a whole ring full of women and just y'all dancing. Like, how many people? You know, the cool thing about it is at night, man, I'm telling you, that's how it was. And I, I've always, I, how do I put this? I've, I've always been able to communicate with strippers or those type of women. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. And so from day one, even when I was Papa Shango, see, back in the day, there was no internet, no social media, there's no ESPN, there's none of that shit. So you went to topless clubs every night. And every night I would talk girls into coming back to the hotels. And so like that's where the whole Godfather gimmick is so funny because anybody that knows me from back there is like, don't let that motherfucker fool you. He really is a pimp. That motherfucker used to bring girls every night. I would bring a whole that's where the whole train came from. I bring a bunch of hoes in there at night and just be taking them to dudes' rooms and divvying them up, man. Oh and that, my god. You, I would do that. And that's just because that's just, I was there and I would get the, I was good at telling them, get, looking the girls up. I was yeah. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me ask you this then. I, I, I just thought about something as you were saying that, right? I was watching a WWE Untold, which is another one of their originals that I like. And they did one on Dennis Rodman, right? And, and that time, because the other beauty of the Attitude Era was that you guys were in heavy competition with WCW, who was right. also just trying to, you know, y'all were going at one-upmanship, just who's going to outdo the other. And I thought about how, you know, they were talking about how Bischoff and them were like, you know, WWE would always kind of bring like, like football players and things like that. But they never really kind of brought many basketball guys. So we thought, hey, Dennis Rodman. And they talked about how much of a natural he was when he got right in front of that camera. And I thought to myself, now this was a wild dude. And we know how Godfather is. Now imagine, what if that guy, instead of WCW, what if he did a stint in WWE at that time with the Godfather? Can you imagine <laughs> you and Dennis Rodman together on screen? That how would that look? This is we didn't have Hulk Hogan. <laughs> True. So I don't know how I don't know how big Dennis might have been without Hogan's help. I'll just say that. Mm. But he is an athlete, great athlete, great basketball player, great athlete. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Hulk Hogan helped him a lot in that deal, too. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. Well, just, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I get you know, that. 
Yeah. Just like with Mr. T and all that shit, you know. It, <laughs> it helps to have somebody that's the top dog with you. Yeah. No, no, that's not that's not that. Yeah, but that would have been that would have been great. But we would have probably gotten in too much trouble at night. We'd have been in jail. <laughs> That's the part that had me kind of like overthink that statement a little bit. Like, well, I don't know, man. After what God uh, just told me, I don't uh, know now. I don't know. Yes, he was in the other stuff. I'm, I'm just a pothead. He was in the other stuff, but I'm just, I'm just a, I'm the big pothead. I'm the biggest stoner you ever meet in your life. Man, look. look. Speaking of being a stoner. Wait, 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 wait let's, let's take a moment to kind of swipe aside wrestling for a sec. And let's talk about, you know, your ventures with this. Now, now, as you mentioned earlier, you were saying you started this journey at the age of 27. So to this day, cannabis has been floating and keeping you mellow and calm for years. All and, and creative. Great thing. Yes. Gives me energy. Creative. It, a pain reliever. To this day, I'll take a shot every now and then. I ain't no angel. But I don't go out to get turned up. Uh, I drink hardly no beer, shot every now and then. Mm-hmm. But I just, it gives me energy. I get up in the morning, I smoke. My back hurts, I smoke. I got to yeah. think of something to do for a video, I smoke. It yeah. just makes me creative. I told people I didn't make any money until I became a high-ass godfather. And just <laughs> out there high. If you ever see me on TV, believe me, I was high. Yeah. I'm always high. But I... <laughs> People that know me say I'm the, the biggest functional stoner they've ever met in their life because yeah. literally I don't become creative until it doesn't make me tired, doesn't make me want to go. It gives yeah. me energy. I don't care if that's a sativa, an indica, I don't care. It mm-hmm. gives me energy. Like right now, I can't wait to you. Know, <laughs> it works for me. Right now, I'm, I'm, I, I get people to follow me on Instagram. I'm, you know, the Godfather, verified as the Godfather on Instagram. Yes, There's sir. a little bit of wrestling on there, but it's mostly spoken. And I have, yeah. I've, I've left the hoe train, and now it's the smoke train. Okay. So, I, I, you know, everybody's the smoke train now. Yeah. And uh, I'm having fun, man. I'm kind of an influencer. I just got my logo. I'm going to have some products coming out really soon. But it's going good, man. And I'm finally in an industry now that I enjoy. And, and I'm making money being high, which I being at home, which seems better. So I'm happy. Uh, things are going well. Believe me, I've been very blessed. I appreciate everybody out there, bro. Yes. And I'm just, just the one thing, man. I'm, I'm living the dream and having fun. <laughs> and that's, that's really what it's all about, man. The fact that you're living life. I can tell, man. I mean, you're full of great vibes man you got the smiles you got the feel goods you got the energy man like and, and it's so funny too because with your character how you just mentioned like you were high every single night like that i remember when i found out i really kind of recently found out that was the case because i didn't know little old naive me that you know young me doesn't know what that was doesn't know what that is you know so i never knew that i just thought hey he's one heck of a charismatic guy you know what i mean like you know? Well, yeah, and you are. You're right. You my, are. Wife, my wife says, yeah, let him go a day without smoking and see how nice he is. <laughs> I will say this. If I were to not smoke for two or three days, I'd probably become a lot more irritable and probably a little shorter and a little meaner and not smile as much. So, yeah. you know, it's, my wife would say it's better to keep your mind. Yeah, keep him. 
I mean, and so what would you, let's, let's, let's talk about a selling point for you then, good sir. What, what would your selling point be to someone out there who probably has never really tried it, but has probably thought about trying it a, a few know times? What, you know? I know people that it's not for. A lot of people it's not for. If, if, I were, if I was somebody that was going to try it, I would try flour. I wouldn't try the edibles because those can be. And if, you're, if you've never taken in THC like that, you know, a lot of people have a lot of bad trips off that crap. Yeah. I would try some good weed, just a little pipe, take a couple little hits and see what happens and see if you like it or not. I would go in with the dabs, uh, you know, and all that type of crazy stuff like I do. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't really, I don't try to get people to smoke. I talk to people that already smoke. Yes. And I talked about, you know, products like this was given to me, sent to me two or three days ago. And, you know, I just love this thing, you know. I haven't really done any videos on it yet, but I just love this thing. It's convenient, you know. But uh, I'm that. And like I said, I'm going to start having stuff like this with my, my, my logo on it. So okay. you get okay. smoke train. You're going to know me as smoke train. Smoke train. Come on now. And I, I love how you just, again, such great marketing that is to take something that is very well known from your in-ring character and apply it creatively, you know, creatively into smoke the smoke train, train. Baby. From the whole train to the smoke to train, the baby. Smoke train. There we go. And look, it has a nice transition effect because what comes go, out man. of trains, baby? Smoke does. So now you got to come get on the smoke train with me. <laughs> There you go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that just that right there signifies that what you're doing is a great thing, man. You, it, it's, it's, it's positive. It's all about, like you said, for those who do need it, that it is for. Like if you do it and it's for you, hey, if it's do your it, thing, man. do it. Yes. You know, yes. I live in a state where it's legal, so it's a lot easier. But man, do it. Yeah. And if yeah. it's not you, a lot of people would rather drink. I mean, I, I ain't mad at nobody. I used to drink. <laughs> a lot of people would rather drink. Some people, hey, whatever it is, do your thing. But I think cannabis is is the healthiest way to achieve that feeling. <laughs> oh, and we can see it, baby. We can see it all on you because, again, man, all these years of just bringing smiles to faces and bringing cheers and excitement to fans and then still doing it to this very day, it signifies cannabis, baby, has. It's That's great right, baby. So, you know. That is a beautiful thing. So, ladies and gentlemen, look out, because here comes the smoke train, and it's coming. It's coming, baby. So that being said, look, Mr. Wright, we do not want to hold you too, too long, because, again, it's been such a great time. Oh, I've had fun, man. I've had fun. Look, your vibe is so great. I, I'm definitely going to invite you back onto the show. We can chop it up some more uh, about you know, what's going on. I guess this, I do have one final question for you though, before we do let you go. I just thought about this. As someone who is a veteran and you've been in the business a long time, given what's been going on today and how wrestling's been looking currently because of what's been going on today, what are your honest thoughts on that? And it's not just a WWE thing, but just all over. Honestly, I, just, I hope this doesn't offend wrestling fans. I don't watch wrestling. I'm, I'm not up on AEW or nothing, nothing against wrestling. We love the business. The business has been very, very good to me. Respect the business. 
but my life has gone a different way. I watch very, very little TV, and I'm not going to watch three hours of wrestling with a little bit of TV that I do watch. Because last time I watched wrestling, it was over three hours. I think there was two matches. Wow. But uh, nothing against it, but I, I really don't watch it, so I don't know what's going on. I don't even know a lot of the guys. But I, like I said, my life, I like, respect it, love it, but my life's kind of gone a different direction. Different direction. You've got more chances of catching me at a cannabis event. There you go. Look, hey, nothing wrong with that, good sir. And that's and and, I, and what I love about it again. This is the Life's a Bunch podcast, baby. You can be honest. You can be upfront. You, hey, say what you will. So, ladies and gentlemen, even though it is a wrestling podcast, we talk about more things other than wrestling because I also have people who listen to this show that have never watched wrestling a day in their life, and yet it makes them a fan. And now, in listening to this very legend right here, if you're a cannabis fan. You already know who to reach out to, baby. Come on over. Come on aboard. Join the small train. I got to do this one time. Ready? Let's do it. It's Come on, sir. time once again uh-huh. for everybody to come aboard the small train. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you already know what time it is. So once again, that about wraps it up, but before we let Mr. Charles Wright go, sir, once again, go ahead and tell the people, hey, where they can find you on social platforms, and tell them one last pitch about your cannabis line and the smoke train. You guys, I want everybody, you can catch me. I'm, I'm on Instagram as The Godfather. The Godfather. I'm on Facebook as WWE Godfather, but I'm not on there. Instagram. The Godfather, you'll see some crazy stuff. You'll see some products I have. You'll see me doing, I did a video actually of me smoking a bag, bait bag and hitting a speed bag and talking at the same time. So you gotta go there, I do a lot of crazy videos. I get up in the morning, I do something, I get up in the morning every now and then I do something called medicated cardio where I sit here like this and smoke and then we go do some cardio and I smoke and talk to people as I'm working out for an hour. Come on. And that's man. pretty wild. So you got to check <laughs> it sometimes. It's called medicated cardio. Yeah. You check me out. Come on now. So already, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps it up. Once again, it's your boy, Dwayne Dickey, a.k.a. the Prince of Botch. And yet, once again, you have officially been botched. Y'all have a good night now. Peace.